I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Good afternoon. Welcome one and all to game time here on a Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week day. Tom and Aaron in the Alan Samuel Studios and Ward White down at Wings Pizza and Things for the uh, Scott Stewart Show that's coming up tonight at uh, 6 o'clock-ish over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Ward, I, I, let's, let's begin the day with what are, you, what are you thinking about for dinner tonight? <laughs> Got to know. Got to know. Oh, you got me on the spot. I hadn't even thought about it yet, Tom. Um, You're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell me a lot of things, but don't tell me you hadn't thought about dinner. (laughs) I'm going with I'm going with the wings tonight. Wings Wings and tots. Wings and tots. That sounds good. Now, what's what sauce are you? I mean, are you a spicy? I'm gonna go lemon. No, I I like the lemon pepper. Lemon. That sounds good. It is. That sounds really, really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, welcome into the program. This is game time. We got a lot of football to talk about uh, today. But you know what? The uh, the Big Twelve and the SEC have announced the games for the uh, for the Big Twelve SEC Challenge in basketball. Uh, and there's some good ones. LSU is at TCU. Oklahoma will be at Auburn. And uh, these games are Saturday, January the 29th. By the way, uh, West Virginia is at Arkansas. Missouri's at Iowa State. Kansas State is at Ole Miss. Oklahoma State is at Florida. Kentucky is at Kansas. Mark that one down. That'll be fun, huh? Yeah. Mississippi State is at Texas Tech. <laughs> I love this. Boy, they got a sense of humor, don't they? Tennessee is at Texas. Now, that's just a coincidence, right? Oh, sure. It, yeah, that, that was just an oversight. Rick Barnes, I mean... <laughs> Tennessee is at Texas. And then Baylor's going to be at Alabama. That will be a 3 o'clock Central Time tip on either ESPN or ESPN2. So there you go. So the uh, Big 12 SEC Challenge, and uh, and that is coming up on uh, on January the 29th. Of tw- and they, they've got a typo here. It says tw- uh, 929. Uh, oh, I'm, never mind. It, they, they've got it correct. Announced on 929, but to be played on January the 29th of 2022. How about that? Go. So, a lot right. of fun. Lot, good stuff there. Uh, let's see. Lots to talk about today. In, in our next segment, we're, we're going to get into some high school football. There's a, a lot of teams that are open this week, but then there's a lot of big games in district play, and you've got one coming up, don't you? Yeah, this is a huge one coming up on Friday night uh, at Wildcat Stadium. Harker Heights coming in undefeated. Uh, playing very, very well right now. And, I, you know, for me, I think this is the biggest challenge they've had in a district game in a couple of years because of the fact that, you know, you looked at Temple last year as, you know, a lot of people said they were the favorite coming in. Shoemaker was a team that was on the uprise last year and came into Wildcat Stadium. And, it you know, it took a fourth down stop to win that game for the district championship. You know, this one, Harker Heights is – on the upper hand right now and playing very good. So, you know, Temple's going to have to come in and, and play very, very well at home to be able to come away and a lot on the line tonight. I, I think this has district 
championship implications wow. on it. it yeah, I know it's early, but mm-hmm. I think it does. So we'll, we'll get into some details on that game. We'll talk about some of the other key matchups in Central Texas, and we'll do that in our next segment. Uh, Aaron had a, a, a perplexing question that I I really couldn't answer at first. And, and you know, the Cowboys are, are hosting Carolina on Sunday at uh, noon, 11 o'clock broadcast time here on ESPN Central Texas. And you know, he said, who would you take right now ahead of Dak? As well as Dak is playing right now, so we'll 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 throw that Ooh. out there around four thirty today, and uh, we, we want to get your opinions, and we want to get your opinions, and our CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Are there three guys? Are there four guys? Are there five guys? I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> it's an interesting question. It is a very interesting question, so we'll get into that. Uh, uh, you guys, you, you 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 have no faith in the Rangers, and that's okay. I mean, you're doubters. You're doubters. I almost went into your office during the break and said, see, Ward has no faith. You told him they were going to win out and, and stay at 99 losses. You guys are doubters. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. We'll talk huh. about that on our Ranger Roundup. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Sipcox from Locked on Horn Frogs uh, will join us. Uh, at uh, 5 o'clock, and, uh, Ward, I guess we have to talk about the flag, don't we? Yeah, I guess. I mean, Gary Patterson's not happy right now. He 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 pointed out that it was not amusing to him that SMU made it to midfield with their flag. Well, and, and SMU says, hey, that was not orchestrated at all. We, I mean, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, we, we, we'll, we'll we'll visit on that. Uh, we'll talk some. Uh, we'll talk about Baylor and Oklahoma State. Also uh, coming up later on today, Scott Wright from the, who covers the Oklahoma State Cowboys for the Oklahoma newspaper will join us, and uh, we'll dive into uh, into this Baylor OSU matchup, and you know so it, some interesting matchups coming up on Saturday in the game, and we'll talk about the Big Twelve in 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 general, and. We'll, we'll do that. I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but in yeah, we'll throw it out there real quick. Did you guys see that there was another meeting held concerning the uh, playoff? And yes. ag- again, nothing really got done. And in fact, uh, they said Bill Hancock, uh, who is the executive director of the uh, college football playoff, said that, hey, they've got time. They've got they they've got time. I mean, you know, that's the time is on their side right now, and and you know, it, he says we have the luxury of time to figure it out. Well, if you're going to ride this, to me. well, if no, it's that's exactly right. If you're going to ride this thing out, yeah, you do have time. If you're looking for, and, and obviously not this year, but if you're looking for some immediacy, do you really have a lot of time? Don't you have to kind of get this thing figured out? And they talked about. You know all of the all of the questions that have been that have been raised. Well, at some point, get in a room, raise all the questions you want, and then start resolving them. Don't you have to go through the issues to resolve the issues? I, I would think so. I mean, there's got to be some discussions to figure out. Hey, okay, what's holding this up? Why are Why are we not moving forward with this? Because you know, when we heard that this was going to happen, this was going to be fast tracked. It was going to happen sooner than later. And now, after a couple of meetings, 
Well, it, it's not being fast-tracked at all. It's being talked about putting on the back shelf, and to me, that's that's not what you want to hear if you're a proponent of the college football playoffs expanding. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Uh, there was, you know, he said there was, there's still, even though the, the, the true proposals for 12 teams, there's still conversations concerning 4, 8, or 12. Well, we've already got four, so there's really no, there's real no, no real reason for conversation there, is there? Right. I mean, what, no. what, what could you, in unless unless the conversation is, hey, we're going to keep it at four. I mean, you know, there's that, but still, I mean, that's the only conversation. There's not a whole lot of discussion there. What are, what are the pluses and what are the minuses on keeping it right where we're at at four teams? Uh, is there anything we could do differently to make this four team work better? I mean, you know, there's a very quick conversation there other than that no there's not a whole lot to talk about i mean i to me i think it has to expand but i mean the way that they're talking and the way they're going about it and the way they keep pushing it away from the table it doesn't look like it's going to happen and that's unfortunate for college football i think not not anytime soon then it certainly doesn't appear and here's the thing guys if you want true equality you've got to expand this thing it cannot stay at four and be a true college football playoff. It is a – it's a – hey, this is our little four-team tournament. That's what it really is right now. Well, and how can they uh, – it's so much more money, so much more, billions, that they're just leaving on the table by not expanding, especially to 12. Right now. And, again, I'm telling you there's proponents, and I'm one of them, that says a true playoff would involve 16 teams. But – with that said, uh, let's get it to twelve. But let's get it to twelve in a in a reasonable amount of time. Ward, I mean, we we this thing's got to. I mean, they've got to get moving on this and get this done. No, I think so. I mean, you know, it, and if if you if you're not going to expand it, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, it's going to be the same four teams year in and year out. And I look, I get it. There's. You know, this year it may be a little bit different. Clemson may be down, whatever, yada, yada, yada. If, if there's a way that they can get them in, they'll get them in. You make sure of that. But it, it also, I mean, it, it limits just like what we were talking about yesterday. Who in the Big 12 has an opportunity to get into the college football playoffs in the format that it's in right now? There's only two teams, and they better be daggum good or they're not getting invited either. And so everybody else, I don't care if you go undefeated, sorry, you're not getting the invitation to the dance. That's certainly what it looks like. That is certain. And I know that others will argue and say, hey, if you make a run and you go 12 or 13 and 0, including your conference championship game, you're going to get in. But I- I'm I- I'm one of those. You're going to have to believe it when I see it. Amen. I- I'm with you. And-, and the reason is we've seen really good teams not get the true consider. They And they can give you all the lip service they want that they considered them, but they didn't. But the only thing we haven't seen, though, is an undefeated Power 5 team not make it. And I, I think that's what people are saying. Right. But, it, well, and, but I'm telling you, they'll find a way to keep them out. I, I, don't, think so. I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not yeah, based there's off no of, way. Um, it, it does not. I'm telling you, and, and I'm a skeptic when it comes to this. Uh, and I'm just telling you, I don't, I, I'm with Ward on this. I, until they expand this thing. I think the little party is just that. It's, <laughs> I mean, you could talk about certain teams, and you, but you've got to have a resume that includes more than just wins and losses. Uh, it's there's and part of that resume is fan base. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You, there's yep, got to be other things besides wins and losses that would determine whether you're getting into the party. It, it, here's basically what they're talking about, Ward. It says that the. 
you know, if they're, you know, they're right now, they're in the, they're in the, uh, I think the eighth year of this 12 year deal. And uh, if they plan on changing before the end of the, of the 12th year, then they've got three or four months to get the plan together. If they plan on executing it after the 12 year plan is, is over, which would be what, four more, four more years, then right. you've, then you've got plenty of time to, uh, to get this thing taken care of. You've got a couple of years to get it kind of figured out. So, uh, I hope that's not the direction they're leaning, and I hope that because of the the changing landscape of of college football, that that's not what they're doing. And you know, and I hope the two don't have anything to do with each other. Uh, but it sure is weird that you know, all of a sudden during the summer you come out and go, "Hey, there's a 12 team playoff in the works." Now all of a sudden the brakes seem to be screeching, and uh, hey, we've got time. We've got time. So. I don't, you know, and I well, guess you do, you know, if you if that's what you want to do. But if you if you do that, then you're not growing the game. Well, you have time because these other conferences are realigning themselves, and all of a sudden they're looking at it and going, well, let's let these waters calm down a little bit, and then we won't have to expand it because we will have these super conferences that we were looking for in the first place. Maybe. May very well maybe. I mean, there's again a lot of moving parts when it comes to this. All right, it's 14 after four. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We didn't do this yesterday, and it's Aaron's fault. So we're going to do it today, uh, and, and we're going to give away a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. If you like to have lunch over at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, uh, we'll take caller number six. You got to call. Uh, on our on our phone lines at 254-662-1660. Caller number 6, 254-662-1660. Caller 6, you are a winner of a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers and your friends at ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few storms. Lows drop to 70 degrees. It'll be partly sunny and humid tomorrow with a 40% chance of scattered showers and storms. Highs top out at 90. And on Friday, we're up to a 70% chance of scattered showers and a few storms and a high of 80. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott's going to be under center. Only heard here. here. Under center, first and goal. There's a handoff to Elliott coming right. A big sack, Martin Block. All season. And he blows through. He walks the dog. Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Catch the Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers Sunday at 11 on ESPN Central Texas. What's up? This is Riley. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Chicken Club Sandwich is the applewood bacon. It's savory, and then it's also kind of sweet. And I think the combination of bacon with chicken and Colby Jack cheese, it just really knocks it out of the park. Hey, I'm Tanea. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Chicken Club Sandwich is the chicken. It's so juicy. It's grilled to perfection. I'm going to devour this sandwich. Order the Grilled Chicken Club Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. 
Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Veteran cornerback Richard Sherman has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Manny Paco, one of the greatest boxers of all time, announced his retirement yesterday, three months shy of his 43rd birthday. NBA players who are forced to miss games due to executive orders governing vaccination requirements in both New York and San Francisco will not be paid for any games they miss. Rangers stay above the 100 loss column, beating the Angels 5-2. Rangers and Angels tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Morris on ESPN Central Texas starting at 7 o'clock. And the Temple Wildcats Scott Stewart show tonight from Wings Pizza and Things starting at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back into the program. We have a winner of a couple of cheeseburger baskets, don't we, Aaron? We do. Congratulations to Jack Pitcher. He won two cheeseburger baskets from Double R, and uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate Way it. Way to go, Jack. Way to go. All right, uh, it is a 419, 19 minutes past four. Tom and Aaron in the uh, in the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, and Ward White's is down at Wings pizza and things and I, I failed to ask Ward is this a day where you have the wings during the four to six game time program or is it or is it to where we have them after the uh, the coach Stewart show it's always after the coach oh, Stewart it's show always I, after okay yeah, I always wait till after I am done before I partake <laughs> Good. I, didn't, I didn't want to hear that I uh, never mind. <laughs> I know. I hear you. <laughs> you hear? Anyway, all right. Uh, and I know you hate the polls, uh, and it, but so but I, I you know it, it gives us it, it, it's fun. It's to me it's fun. Austin Westlake's number one in six A. Number one in five A D one is Denton Ryan. Number one in five A D two is Alito, and uh, in class four A D one Argyle continues. In that number one spot, Stephenville is at number five, and the La Vega Pirates 
at number seven, and that's the respect that they have for La Vega. La Vega is at three and two overall, and they're number seven. Now, again, those two losses come to number one, Argyle, and number three, Austin LBJ, in very competitive football games. Number uh, number one in 4AD2 is Carthage. Uh, with the uh, China Spring Cougars at number five. Saw Coach Bell the other day out at the Baylor game. Uh, and they're, they're number five after their 56-7 win over Mahaya. In 3AD1, it is Jim Ned at number one. And the West Trojans move up to number seven uh, after their big win over uh, Live Oak Cliff uh, of Dallas. So there you go. Lorena back in the poll. How about that? The uh, Leopards, uh, you know, uh, they're 3-2, and two, but they beat a very good academy team on Friday, 34 to 17, they're back in at that number 10 spot. And of course, there are two losses to really two really good football teams, including number one Franklin. So, uh, who is the number one team in 3A Division Two? 3A Division Two number one team is Franklin. Class 2A Division One, the number one team is Refugio. The Crawford Pirates check in at number four. In Class 2A Division Two. The number one team, of course, is the Mar Panthers. Their game was 7-7 seven to seven at the half. And then in the second half, they took control of the game and beat Italy 40-7. to seven. Uh, Let's see. And also in the poll for the first time this year is Chilton. They check in at number 10. Mart has an open date that I think everybody in the district is open. And then in two weeks, it will be Mart and Chilton. Uh, in uh, in that district showdown, so they're gonna they're gonna get that that game done early in the uh, in the district run. In, in uh, let's see, in Class One A, six man Division One, May is number one, Jonesboro's number three, and Abbott is number five. And in Class Six A, Division Two, Motley County is number one. Six A Private School, the number one program in the state of Texas, is Live Oak right here in Waco. So there you go. All right, uh, you mentioned. The, uh, the the matchup between uh, between Harker Heights and Temple elsewhere in that district Brian and Belton and Clean and Clean Ellison talk a little bit Ward about how this district how how you see this district unfolding. Well, I you know again we talk all the time about districts being very competitive and and uh, I think that that's exactly what you're going to find in this district. You've got. Uh, Colleen and Ellison playing on Friday night. I think that that has implications. Belton with the win the first week. They've got Brian coming in, and Brian, a good football team that Temple just beat last week at home. But, you know, Temple got some big breaks in that football game. Belton coming off a win as well. Uh, and so that's a big game for the Tigers. And then you have Shoemaker and Coppers Cove coming up tonight, or tomorrow night, excuse me, at Leo Buckley. And Shoemaker also. Uh, playing very well right now. So, I, you know, I, I, you look at this, and I think that you can see Harker Heights and Temple right now pretty evenly. I think Shoemaker's right there in the mix with them. Uh, and then I think it's a coin flip after that to find out, you know, who's going to be in that four spot for district right now. Now it'll start unfolding, and after this week maybe a little bit, and after the next week uh, because you've got some more really tight matchups going on forward. But, again, you look at this district every year, and you come into, well, I think I know who number one is and maybe who number two is, but three and four, well, let's just throw them in a pile and see who comes out of it because that's what it's going to take in this district. And, you know, we talked yesterday about the middle of the Big 12 chewing each other up there in the middle of it. That's a possibility this year in the Big 12. I think it's that way every year in 12-6A right now. I mean, these teams are so close to each other. And those Colleen schools, when they play each other at Leo Buckley, 
you you never know what's going to happen on a Thursday or Friday night at Leo Buckley when those two teams, uh, two teams from Clean face each other. So I, I think it, it's going to be a horse race to the end to see who's going to represent this district in the playoffs. And here's what we do know about 12-6A. And I'm of the opinion that you better be towards the top you know, it used to be, hey, just make oh, the playoffs, yeah. just get in, let's just get in, and then, you know, it's a new season, everybody's zero and zero. Bull, not when you've got Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, and those guys waiting for you up north. You, you better you better find a, a good spot <laughs> or a, at the top of that district. If you don't win it, you better be number two because three and four have, are going to have their hands full. Three and four are going to have their hands full, and I'll venture out on a limb and say, you know, even if you're in second place, you're going to be – you, you're going to have your hands full, too. Let's just face it. I mean, you're, you're going to have a, a hard time getting out of by district. And e- even if you win the district, it's still going to be a challenge for you, but you got a heck of a lot better sh- uh, shot getting to the second round if you come out of this as a district championship. There's no question. There's absolutely no question. All right, uh, 425. You know, and there's a couple of other games, and, and you know this as well as I. Look, Cameron is a better football team than their record would indicate. They're not yeah. having the year that they, they wanted to have, although they did get off to a good start in district. They won big, and I do mean big, over Caldwell the other night. But this is the Battle of the Bell. This is Rockdale and Cameron. And, and literally, this is the truth when it comes to this game. Records mean zero, mean absolutely nothing when they battle for the Bell. No, they don't. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those big games that, you know, comes on the schedule every year, and, you know, you hear the old cliché, Throw the records out the window. Well, mm-hmm. cliches are a cliche for a reason, uh, because anything can happen in that game, and, I, and you might come in winless in that game. But it's so big that you all of a sudden get a couple of breaks your way. You start believing things, and things start ha- happening for you in that ball game, and you can come away with a W. I mean, we see it all the time. Teams that aren't supposed to win games in big games like this somehow find a way to get it done. I think that's Milam County, and everybody in Milam County has an opinion on this game. Everybody <laughs> has an opinion on this game. I mean, so you can't go to you can't go to the coffee shop. You can't go you can't go anywhere without somebody having an opinion on this game. And it'll be Friday night, Rockdale and Cameron. And then the other game that I wanted to mention real quick uh, that is really got some big time playoff implications is Holland and Thorndale. Holland beat Hearn the other night, Ward, 10-2. to two. At one mm-hmm. point, it was 3 to nothing. Then it was 3-2. to two. It was 3-2 to two for a long time. And then the, uh, the Holland Hornets were able to score a defensive touchdown and win the football game by a final of 10-2. to two. It was wow. that kind of football game. And that's the kind of defense that the Hornets played Friday night against – against uh, Hearn, and now, you know, they jump from the frying pan into the fire. They've got a tremendous Thorndale team that they're going to be playing on Friday night. But you want to talk about big-time playoff implications, this one has it. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt that you're going to see two teams clawing to the very end because of what you just said. They're trying to make a stand and set themselves up further down the line to get into the playoffs and be able to make a run there. And, you know, you you almost – you need to be on the top side of this one to be where you want to have a chance in the playoffs. You know, I was thinking one and one would be okay, but once you got that one win, if you're Holland, man, you need to be greedy and go after number two. So, uh, anyway, this week is a strange week in that we have so many teams and so many districts as a whole 
that are that are off. Uh, you know, like in that 4A district around here, Gerald is the only team playing. They're going to play Burnett in a non-district game. They're going to step outside of district and play Burnett in a non-district game. But that's the only team playing in that district. There's nobody playing in uh, in 11-6A. Uh, the uh, the 4A district, the Division One around here. There's no games. There's just not many games going on. But the ones that are going on are big time important in district in in the uh, district races. Yeah, there's some good ones around. You pointed out a couple of them, and, they, you know, they are – and it's early. I said this about the Temple and Harker Heights game coming up on Friday night. It's early in a lot of districts, but there's a lot on the line for some of these games because of just the way the schedule falls right now. Absolutely. All right, 429, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and, and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Say, if you have back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain – And you're like, man, what is wrong with me? Well, you know what? It could be your balance and your alignment. It may have nothing to do with your knees, hips, and back. You may need arch support for for your shoes. And and you're like, well, come on, hang on. No way. Yes way. And what you need to do is you need to go buy good feet at the Central Texas Marketplace and let them walk you through a uh, a free consultation and a free fitting. Again, absolutely free. And they'll take you through it step by step. Explain how it works. Uh, they'll do some measurements on you. They'll put uh, they'll put some uh, some arch supports in your shoes. You're gonna throw your shoes back on and you're gonna go walking around in the showroom and you're gonna go, what? Really? I I didn't know it. It could feel this this way. It's a three step arch support system. Strengtheners maintainers and relaxers it's a total body wellness program and it's a premier pain relief product it is good feet in the central texas marketplace they got 350 different sizes 25 different styles there's something for everyone and uh, we want you to come by and, uh, and 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 just check it out i mean absolutely free consultation and free fitting they're open seven days a week monday through saturday from 10 until 6 and sunday noon to 5 it's good feet at the Central Texas Marketplace. Join us tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show from 7 to 8 p.m. with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, not live from Rudy's, but here on ESPN Central Texas, and hear from new cross-country coach David Barnett and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight at our new time for the Baylor Coaches Show, beginning at 7 p.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to helmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. 
This is Jim Haller proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short, we said, let's go for it. And a week and a half later, thanks to Redwoods Incorporated, we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy. And to make it even better, the cost was less than we had budgeted. Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations. If you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service, go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated, conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's Restaurant. You'll be glad you did. Every man knows that you got to get it right in the bed. Hey there, Jay from Pickup Outfitters here to talk about a sensitive issue and asking you, please, don't drive around town exposing your stuff. Please, cover that truck bed. This is a very serious form of truck nudity. Trucks without bed covers, and it's an easy fix. There are so many different types of covers depending on your needs and style. From folding, rolling, locking, retractable, anything from black to silver, even paint to match the original cover of your truck. All these are hard, rigid covers, just like they should be. Now, there are also some soft bed covers, but you know. So don't be driving around with a bare truck bed. It's like letting people peek underneath your covers. It just ain't right. See the different types of bed covers at createacommotion.com covers. Won't you help us end truck nudity? Stop by our showroom and see all our bed cover displays at Pickup Outfitters just off of Waco Drive at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Veteran cornerback Richard Sherman has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Manny Paco, one of the greatest boxers of all time, announced his retirement yesterday, three months shy of his 43rd birthday. NBA players who are forced to miss games due to executive orders governing vaccination requirements in both New York and San Francisco will not be paid for any games they miss. Rangers stay above the 100 loss column, beating the Angels 5-2. Rangers and Angels tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor Coaches Show tonight with John Morris on ESPN Central Texas starting at 7 o'clock. And the Temple Wildcats Scott Stewart Show tonight from Wings Pizza and Things starting at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. All right, 435, and this is game time here on uh, your uh, your Wednesday game time brought to you by our good friends at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. All right, Ward, coming up Sunday at high noon, and, and, and really this is a rare noon game for the Cowboys. They don't have a ton of Sunday noon games, I guess, because they like being, you know, the uh, Fox likes having them in that 325 slot, but uh, this is a noon game. It's the Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers. First of all, what do we think of Carolina at 3-0? and 
Well, I'm a little bit surprised at three and zero for Carolina. To be honest with you, I you know I, I did I didn't think that they would get um, get to that point this quickly under Matt Rule, and it seems like everything's kind of come together. Their offense playing pretty good, but their defense playing lights out right now for the Panthers. Aaron, what do you think of Carolina at three and zero? Have they have they impressed you? Have they done the things that uh, you? that you need to see for uh, to be a, a fan of a 3-0 team? Yes and no. They are – I am I think Matt Rule's doing a heck of a job and he's putting together a really good team. But I have some of the same questions about them that most people had about Baylor going into their fourth game because their first three games were against the Jets, the Giants, and the Falcons. Or the Jets, the Giants, and uh, not the Falcons, but another team that hadn't won a game. They're combined 0-9. They've played three really bad teams so far. Um, oh, the Texans. That's the other one. And uh, so it's kind of hard to gauge how good they are, and we'll obviously find that out this week because we know that the Cowboys are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to be at home. Uh, and, you know, so I'm just kind of curious what, uh, what we think of this football game. I like the way the Cowboys are going right now, and I like the Cowboys at home, and I think they win this football game. Oh, I do too. I, I think the Cowboys are playing very well right now, and you know the defense. Uh, we just I just mentioned Carolina's defense. Well, I, I think if you were to ask a lot of people, that they would be surprised as well as the Cowboys are playing with as many uh, guys that are missing off that defensive side of the ball, and they're still finding ways to mm-hmm. get it done. And, and you know, hats off to Dan Quinn for being able to to scheme it up that way. Uh, I, I still believe it's all on him. He's doing a great job. Uh, coming in and, and being able to move guys around and disguise some things and and put guys in positions to be successful, uh, and so you know I, I think that they'll give Carolina all kinds of problems. And, and as good as Carolina's defense, I mean, you know, Aaron's right. They haven't played a, a whole lot of hard teams so far, or really any. But they're still playing good defense, and to play good defense like what they're playing in the NFL is 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 hard to do week in and week out. Now, they haven't faced an offense like they're about to face in the Dallas Cowboys, and if Kellen Moore can keep that offense humming at a high rate and be able to do some things that he's done in the past two games as far as being able to use the running game and the passing game to complement each other uh, the way he has, it it could be a long afternoon for the Panthers' defense. Yeah, they beat – they beat the Saints 26 to 7. They beat Houston 24 to 9. Uh, and I'm trying to find their uh, their other game. I don't see it. But uh, they, and then they've got the Cowboys on Sunday, followed by Philadelphia. So, uh, yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how this thing unfolds on uh, on Sunday. Uh, what about Trayvon Diggs? I mean, last year I thought, you know, what a great athlete, but man, he has got a lot of learning yet to do. But this year he's playing, and I realize it's three games and not a big sample size, but he really is playing uh, really outstanding football. He is. uh, And, look, again, I think it goes to he's in a good scheme and it's giving him opportunities to do some things and and be able to break inside some coverages and and disguise some things. And so he's being put in a position to be successful. And I think this whole defense is in that situation right now. And also – Look, they're playing fast and loose, and they're playing downhill, and they're having a good time. That changes a guy in a hurry, too. All right. Uh, and 
so Aaron th- throws the question out t- today. Out of where'd you get the question? By the way, I mean that came out of the wild blue. I, some, I just, uh, and I would give credit, but I can't remember who was talking about it. It may have been me and my brother talking about it. Actually, now that I think about it, um, but it was quarterbacks in the league you would take over Dak. It used to be whether Dak was good enough to to do it, you know, whether he was the guy. I don't think anybody or most people have that question anymore. Now it's a matter of who's better than him in the league. And CBS Sports has a, a, a power rankings that they do. And just looking at it, it was weird. There's a there's pretty clear-cut top ten. Uh, there's, a, there's a tier below that, that that obviously I think that all three of us would – take Dak over with uh, Cousins and Carr and Baker Mayfield, Tannehill, uh, some older quarterbacks that have really fallen off like Matt Ryan and Roethlisberger, and then Winston Goff, who were drafted the same year as him, who have really fallen off. But uh, the other ones are pretty interesting. Well, where does he rank in your opinion? They have him five. I would probably put him six. So let me see. And Ward, you jump in with me here. I'm a huge, uh, huge Dak fan. So uh, you're gonna go, you're gonna go Brady. You're gonna go. He's number three. Brady's three. You're gonna go. You're gonna go Mahomes in Kansas City. He's two. Uh, where's Kyler Murray, by the way? Kyler Murray's number nine, and number that's nine. a close one. But hmm. I, I would, I think I, because he is electrifying. He but is I, interesting. I, I think I'd still take Dak. Uh, who, so we've given you, we've given you two of them. We've given you Brady and we've given you Mahomes. Uh, what about my man in Los Angeles with the Chargers? They have him right behind Dak at number six, Matt Matt Stafford. Yeah. No, that's the Rams. I'm talking about the Chargers. They have him at at seven above, above Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. I I think you had to put. Aaron Rodgers in there, don't you, somewhere? Absolutely, you he, do. He, he is at the top of the list, yes. <laughs> after that tonight, after Sunday night. <laughs> the, the real question, I think, I think I, I think Rodgers, Mahomes, and Brady are pretty clear cut. The questions, now then you get into some really good debates. He's won a Super Bowl, but right now, Russell Wilson or Dak? No, Dak. Absolutely about, Dak. Me too. What about you, Ward? Oh, it's close, boy, that's. I think it's real close. I I just I, think I, I, I get it. I guess I'm going to say I'm going to say Russell Wilson right now. Just for, I, I think because of the sample size is so much larger and what he's able to do with his legs right now too. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to even think about putting Dak in that position. They right better now. not. Yeah, I don't. They either. better I don't not. Think so, so I, I'll, I'll go with Russell Wilson in the top five instead of Dak. Okay. And uh, they had right behind him Stafford, Herbert, Josh Allen, who I don't know, maybe a little too low on that list. Yeah, that's that is a little low on that list. But he, he, sir, I think Josh Allen goes above, above our boy with the Rams. Stafford, I mean, I would put him above Stafford. With, I don't know. Stafford's playing awful good with those Rams right now. Oh, he is. He is. He absolutely I mean, he's, is. He's, he's finally got some weapons around him that, that more than just Megatron. He's got some 
legitimate places he can go with the football. I, I've been impressed with what he's been able to do uh, with the Rams so far this season. No, I agree. He, he, he has played really, really well. But, man, Josh Allen is a talented, talented football player. And, I don't know. <laughs> and, and rounding out the top ten was uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. No, see, I, I, to me, Lamar Jackson manages a football game. He doesn't win the football game for you. You agree or disagree? I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. I, I just don't think he, – he's a good football player, but I don't see him in, in, in that conversation. And that's just my opinion. And that's what I love about this thing. It's an opinion. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I've, I have a, I think he's a little better than probably the two of you do. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's – they have him ranked about right at about 10. Um, but, like I said, I, I think I would – my m- the ones I really had trouble with, I didn't with the top three, obviously. But with Russell Wilson, I, th- I had him ahead of Stafford. I had Josh Allen ahead of him. And I really had trouble with him and Russell Wilson – and him and Justin Herbert, because I thought the three of them are really, really, really close. Yeah, but if we're going to go on sample size, then I think you've got to, you've got to move That's a good Zach point. ahead yeah. of Herbert uh, in in that conversation. So, I mean, it's just kind of an, a, an opinion thing here. Uh, they're all very talented football players, but we'd love to get your opinion. Who would you, who would you like? Uh, uh, who would you take? And we know the three. We know the big three. Other than the big three, who would you take ahead of Dak right now? Uh, our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Uh, let's see. I can't believe after three games people are putting Dak so high. You wait and see if he doesn't let you down. Okay. Uh and that's from, that's uh, from the 254, and we'll see. Maybe, and maybe he does, but – I, I just think the way he's playing right now, he's playing at such a high level. And I used to have issues with with how he threw the ball, Ward, particularly on crossing routes. He, he, would, he would constantly make a receiver stop to catch the football. And so it's yeah, a gain was, of, it was, was a gain of eight instead of a gain of 15 because they couldn't stay in stride. Yeah, he wasn't very good at the crossing routes, and he couldn't throw the deep ball early. Now, he's, he's learned to throw the deep ball a little bit better, but I, I still don't think he throws the deep ball the way it needs to be thrown right now. I just don't. Yeah, that and that's and why you see the Cowboys don't throw the deep ball very often. But here's what I love about him right now. He is getting them in and out of situations. He has gotten them out of some bad situations by checking and recognizing defenses. He, he's playing at a really high level when it comes to, to those type things. You watched sure. it Sunday. I mean, and you could hear, and I don't know where that mic was, but you could hear him audibling and checking to different things. And I mean, sometimes he checked twice in in a in a uh, in a snap. It, it was it was it was kind of fun and interesting just to watch Dak operate that offense uh, the other night. Yeah, he and and again, part of that is predicated on what the Eagles were showing him early and, and being able to make the call and then wait. You know, they would get close to the last 15 seconds of the play clock before they went ahead and made their final call. That would really confuse the Eagles. And, and, look, that's that's exactly what you need to be able to do if you can do it. And Dak is one of those quarterbacks that, that understands his offense and can do that. And it puts him, you know, in a good situation to be successful. All right. For me, I'm just going to tell you right now. For me, I'm going to take the three. Then I'm going to go with uh, Allen. And then I'm going to go with Dak. And then I'm going to go with Russell Wilson at six. And so, I mean, you know, that's look, we may be splitting hairs here. Uh, 
they're all really, really talented football players and, and bring different things to the table. It's a 448. We're a dozen minutes away from five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we're brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Hey, the new 2021 Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever with beautiful curves and designs the Grand Cherokee carries carries itself with rugged elegance with elegant interior luxurious fabric and premium finishes you can drive this incredible SUV come check it out today at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat you can also check out the most prestigious Jeep the all-new 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L the beautiful rugged third row seat with uh, incredible, with the these incredible jeeps are arriving daily, and you can check them all out at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Great vehicles; they'll make a great deal on these vehicles, and then you're going to get outstanding service after the sale. Check them out today. It's Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. The Lorena Coaches Show with Ray Biles is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, and the Lorena Athletic Association. Lorena leverage open district play with a 34-17 win over Academy. Coach, what went right on offense? We did a great job up front. Uh, our offensive line is really starting to gel quite a bit. And, uh, we were able to run the ball. And, uh, Reed Mickner had 191 yards uh, the other night. And then uh, Red Hands, our other running back, had 72 and four touchdowns. So, I mean, we had a lot of good things happening on the ground. And, and Ryan Abel, our quarterback, uh, very effective, 9 out of 10 for 156 yards in the air. So, offense is coming around right now and clicking a little bit. Yeah, Ryan Abel had missed the game due to injury. Uh, good to have him back when you started district play, wasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Senior, I mean, he's one of our leaders, and, uh, you know, it's just a, a good thing to have him in the lineup. Good thrower. He can see the field well and, and uh, does a great job of running our offense. Defense held the bees to just three in the first half. That got you off to a really good start. You know, they, they threw the ball uh, very well. We knew that going into the game. Uh, so, uh, rushing-wise, we, we felt like uh, up front, and again, our defensive line did a tremendous job of containing the rush, and I, I don't even think they had positive rushing total for the night, but they threw for quite a few yards, but that was, you know, part of the plan. Uh, we were going to probably get some things up uh, to be able to close some things off, but I thought defensively, you know, we made some big stops, had four takeaways, and, and uh, kids really played hard, very aggressive on defense, and uh, you know, proud of the way those guys got after it Friday night. Well, next you take on Troy, who hasn't won yet, but they had a bye week, and now they've had a couple of weeks to prepare for their district opener against you. The main thing we're working on right now is not who we play, but how we play. And so uh, we've got some things we got to clean up, and we got to get a little bit more aggressive in some areas, and uh, we can do that for the stretch run. You know, we've got an open week after the Troy game, so kind of get a little breather there and, and keep moving down the last four ball games of the year. But uh, this is a big one. We need this one badly, and uh, hopefully our kids will be up to the occasion. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. 
The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, October 2nd, and Sunday, October 3rd, at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show October 2nd, 9 to 5, and October 3rd, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. time for the ranger roundup and uh we will begin by talking to dolis garcia ward i don't know did you see any of the highlights of last night's thrilling ranger victory <laughs> i'm just asking no i did not okay dolis garcia made a unbelievable catch going towards the foul line he gets to that sidewall that separates you know the uh, the the seats from the, from the playing field, reaches over the wall in full stride, collides into the wall, and makes the catch. I watched that thing about six times today. Here's the call on radio heard right here on ESPN Central Texas. Again, the one-two, and it's hit down the line. On the move is Garcia. He bangs into the wall and picks it right off the netting. What a catch by Adolis Garcia. He went full speed into that padded rail and picked it right off the net. What a ridiculous catch in foul territory by Adolis Garcia. Hope he's okay, he certainly looks to be okay as he's getting high fives from his teammates as he descends the dugout steps. Again, I mean, and that's a great call, but that call doesn't do it justice. You've got to go see that video. Uh, it is uh, it's a special play to say the least and uh, the Rangers win it over the Angels by count of five to two with two RBIs against the Angels Adolis Garcia has tied the Rangers rookie record with 88 uh, rookie RBIs you know who he's tied with now 
This is a great name from Ranger history. One Pete in Cavillia, 1986. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good stuff. That? Yeah. He holds a number of club rookie records as the uh, season nears an end, including game-winning RBIs, 14 total bases, 257, and home runs. He's tied for first with 30. So, And I think that's within Cavillia as well. So there you go. He's having that type of year. And despite the record, I still think this guy garners a lot of consideration for rookie of the year. And again, I'll point it out that he was not on that roster on opening day. But man, has he uh, has he done some really some really neat things? Yeah, he's played well, and he's been you know some of the few highlights that the Rangers have had this year. I mean, they've had some ups and downs with some other guys, some young guys that give you some hope. But he he has been consistent the entire time he's been out there as being somebody that. You know, you can look at, and you always talk about finding, you know, a couple of these guys that you can build around. Mm -hmm. And he's proven that he's not going to let them run them off. They're, he's going to make them be accountable for what he can do on the baseball field. Or he's on this team, or he's, if not, they're trading him to another team. He he is a big leaguer. Uh, he's he's only thing he's going to see at a farm is how to grow potatoes or something. He is He's not going back to a farm. This dude is hes a big leaguer. Uh, all right, that is our Ranger Roundup. The Rangers and the Angels again tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. 6.30 for the pregame and the first pitch just after 7 o'clock. And on our CNC Collision Center text line, Corey says he's going to go Wilson, Herbert, and Allen, and then Dak. Dak at number four. So he's going Wilson, Herbert, and Allen. So he's he's got a youth movement going, I guess. So there you go. All right, uh, it is uh, 4.57. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. When we come back, we are going to visit with uh, Stephen Simcox from the uh, the podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. It's off to Stillwater this week for Dave Aranda and the Bears taking on Oklahoma State. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, Sean Morris. Bears, Cowboys, from Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater. This Saturday, right here on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. Marineland Boating Center, Crest Pontoons, and Mercury Marine believes no matter how you boat, the water unites us all. Crest Pontoons offer a level of quality, safety, style, and comfort that is unparalleled in the industry. Mercury outboards are durable, reliable, and powerful. Whether you're fishing, pulling a tube, or just getting away from it all to relax, Marineland Boating Center has the perfect model for you. Take time to live the pontoon life and experience the Crest standard of excellence. Powered by Mercury at Marineland Boating Center in Waco, making memories since 1983. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Founded in 2007, DeShazzo and Nesbitt Law Firm provides experienced, client-focused legal representation for businesses on all varieties of employment issues. Whether it's helping businesses with their employee handbooks, comply with medical leave laws, covenants not to compete, or employment contracts, DeShazzo and Nesbitt is here to help your business on all your employment law needs. A proud supporter of Waco High Lions, DeShazzo and Nesbitt. Learn more at dnaustin.com. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, just after 5 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Aaron in the Allen Samuels Studios, and Ward is down at Wings Pizza and Things getting ready for the uh, Scott Stewart Show that's coming up at 6 o'clock over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. All right, coming up this hour, we will uh, visit with Stephen Simcox, as we mentioned, with Locked on the Horn Frogs. We'll also talk some Baylor, Oklahoma State uh, here with us, and then uh, we'll also be joined by Scott Wright from the Oklahoman. He covers the uh, Cal Cowboys for the Oklahoman. We'll do that, and if uh, time permits, we'll get to the grab bag. So we got lots of things to do here as we roll through a uh, a Wednesday afternoon. Our five o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at seventeen dollars an hour or more, and you can apply for these jobs at seventy six zero one Imperial Drive. All right, we uh, welcome into the program. From Locked On Horn Frogs podcast, Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Tom. Yeah, not much going on with TCU. So everything's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll just move right along. So, T, okay, you're in the media. You you've covered the frogs. You're you graduated from TCU. What is your take on the whole situation after the game? Well, I didn't think much of it when it happened. I mean, obviously, like, the TCU guys are upset about it. They uh, made that known. I didn't really even know there was much of a fight. I mean, the video I saw initially just showed some guys kind of getting up in each other's faces. There was some pushing going on. Not that uncommon after a football game. Um, and, you know, Gary mentioned that Coach Kill got apparently hurt. Later we found out it was concussion. Um I mean, this is what happens when you when you lose rivalry games. Like, SMU obviously has, is taking a lot of fun in winning. Um, it's a series they've been kind of dominated in as of late, but the last couple of years, 
they, they found a way to win, and I think they won pretty resoundingly on Saturday and wanted to make a statement. Um, I was surprised that Coach C didn't kind of back off and move on at his weekly press conference, but he's obviously upset. You know, I will say, like, Jerry Kill has a history of um, seizures, you know, and some health issues that went down in Minnesota. That's why he left the head coaching job there. So I get why uh, Gary's mad and upset that he got hurt, but all the video shows that it was just sort of a um, – it was an unfortunate thing that happened because the TCU guy actually bumped into him in the midst of all the chaos. Uh, Coach Patterson says it wouldn't have happened if SMU didn't, you know, do what they did, which is true. But ultimately, Tom, like, it, it comes back to was was that a, a classy thing to do? Probably not by the ponies. But at the same time, like, if you don't lose, then those things don't happen. You know, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have done that if they wouldn't have won the game. And uh, I think that's what TCU kind of has to keep coming back to. But, I get why he's mad that his coach got hurt. I understand why he's detective. Coach Kill's a really good friend of his and has been for a long time. Um, but when you when you keep coming back to it after a loss, it sounds like sour grapes, even if it's not. That's what it that's what it comes off as. And I think it's also worth noting, like Gary has a tendency, or maybe a habit is the better word. Um, I mean, he's he's a sore loser. Like I think that's fair to say, and that's not a bad quality if you're a football coach. But this is not the first time that when they've lost a big game or they've lost a game that's kind of embarrassing, he's brought up something like this that happened afterwards or happened during the game that rubbed him the wrong way. Um, and, I mean, when you do that, everybody's going to sort of say, well, you're just mad because you lost. And uh, even if he is genuinely concerned for his assistant coach, that's the message that people are getting when he kind of uh, throws a fifth out of his press conference. Is it more concerning for this TCU defense that Tanner Mordecai and the SMU Ponies kind of had their way with that defense on Saturday? You know, I think the most concerning thing is a couple of years ago when SMU won, they, I mean, I don't want to say it was kind of gimmicky, but I, I feel like Sonny Dykes came in and he ran a number of trick plays and kind of threw the kitchen sink at them. And it felt like he was – Sonny Dykes was an analyst at TCU before he took the SME job. So people sort of said, well, man, he just really knew – Coach Dykes just knew how to attack that Gary Patterson defense. And they got out to a big lead early, and then SME, or TCU came back, but they couldn't close it out and win the game. But honestly, like on Saturday, um, Tanner Mordecai had a nice day, but it was really their ability to run the football that killed TCU. You know, they had 350 yards rushing. They had two guys – that went over 100 yards. Ulysses Bentley uh, looked fantastic. And it wasn't just him breaking tackles. I mean, their offensive line was really shoving TCU off the ball. Part of that was Corey Bentley, you know, their big guy in the middle. He was hurt. But, um, I mean, long term to me, that's the big concern because I know Coach Patterson's going back to the drawing board this week, and he's obviously done this for a long time. He's really sharp on defense. But, I mean, unless I'm missing something, what would you know as a coach? You can scheme up a lot of stuff. You can't really account for your guys getting shoved off the ball and, you know, not being able to reestablish line of scrimmage. Like, that's not that's not something that you can mentally uh, find a way to, to fix unless you're just going to um, load the box and bring everybody to try to stop the run. And I, I don't think SMU is going to be the best rushing attack that they see all year long. So, I don't know if they just got caught flat-footed. I know 
listening to the radio broadcast, Landry Burdine, who does a nice job on the sidelines, he said, at least early on, they felt like a, the linebackers and safeties were really selling out on that quick passing game, trying to shut down those short routes that SMU likes to run, those timing routes where they pick up seven, eight yards on first down. Uh, and they did that well, but at that expense, they also were getting um, run on really at will. And it didn't seem like they made much of an adjustment. So, to me, the, the biggest thing moving forward is, is that going to get fixed? Because if, if you can't stop people at the point of attack, um, there's not a lot you can do on defense. Speaking of running, their opponent this week is going to come in, and they're going to certainly try to run the football. So they better get it fixed, Stephen. Yeah, but John Robinson, he's pretty good. Or, or so <laughs> um, they got to figure out a way to, to slow him down. And, you know, he's a guy that over his career – albeit a short sample size, average like six or seven yards to carry. So, Bethley might be back. Um, that's what Gary said in his press conference, which I think means he probably will be. And that'll help. They're also getting Kyrie Coleman, a defensive end, but he's more of a pass rusher. Um, they have to find a way to, to slow it down. And it might be bringing extra guys in the box. Of course, that puts your secondary and, and your pass defense in some tough situations. But, yeah, I mean, if, if you don't slow Robinson down, um, they're just going to go to that all day. And and that helps Casey Thompson, who has been really efficient and has looked really good in, in the couple of games that he's played so far. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're facing a team that, I'm sorry, Ward scored 70 points last week. Um, and <laughs> if, if they score 70 points in Fort Worth, they're probably not winning that football game. When you look at what Max Duggan and this offense are capable of doing and just being on the brink of being able to do that a couple of times, even on Saturday, does that give you a positive hope that this offense can help this defense a little bit more than they did this past week? It does. And, I mean, you know, they scored 30-plus points. They scored 34 points on Saturday, but it wasn't mm-hmm. super consistent. You know, I mean, they, they got out. Their first couple of drives were touchdowns. And they kind of stalled out and in the second half, especially. They struggled until they fell behind by a couple scores and really had to get the tempo going and get the offense going. Uh, you know, the big thing for me on offense, they got to find a way to get Quentin Johnson the ball, um, which I know all, all our local people know him being a simple product. He had a couple chances on Saturday, couldn't really connect. But um, the guy that's emerged for me is Zach Evans. And, I mean, if you follow high school football, if you follow recruiting, you kind of know a little bit about Zach. He was a North Shore kid, super talented, had a uh, bizarre recruitment, I guess you could say. He was originally supposed to go to Georgia. That didn't work out, and then he just kind of ended up at TCU. Um, he had over 100 yards again on Saturday. I think it was 15 carries for 113. And he touched the ball 18 times. And, I mean, on, on paper that looks like a lot, but uh, you just you got to find a way to feed him. Like, I, I really believe he's a dude that has to touch the ball. 25 to 30 times a game um, because he's he's running uh, really well also. You know, we talked about Sean Robinson's yards per carry. Zach Evans is similar. And if you can get that running game going, um, I think that helps your defense too. It gives them a little more time in between drives. Uh, it makes things easier on Max Duggan. To me, Evans is the key. It, when he's going downhill and he's, um, you know, a weapon that they can use in the run game or the pass game, then I feel like their offense is really humming and it's really good. Uh, when they got away from him on Saturday, and part of that was they got behind and, you know, teams sort of abandoned the run when when you fall behind by a couple scores. But that's when the game changed in, in my mind. So that has to be priority 
Um, you know, you got to stop the run and run the football this week. We'll get your thoughts on uh, on some uh, Cowboy news and notes. And again, uh, they got a big one coming up Sunday. They got an undefeated Carolina team coming in. And uh, j- just your thoughts on Matt Rule's Carolina Panthers. Well, I mean, they look great. You know, the competition's been kind of light so far, but they're taking advantage of it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey being out is obviously a huge deal. That defense is nasty, though, and, and it's, it's, I'm happy for him, but it's kind of funny. I've been looking around this week, and everybody's talking about how great Phil Snow is, um, and I, I do believe that started to materialize at Baylor, but it really didn't until his last season. Like, that Sugar Bowl team, that defense was really good, and they were flying around. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to see, like, all this praise for Phil Snow now in the NFL because when he stayed on staff at the D.C. at Carolina, I was honestly a little surprised. Uh, but he's done a nice job. They bring a lot of different blitzes. Their defensive line is pretty fierce. So the Cowboys are going to find a way to protect up front. Um, but a good measuring stick for both teams. I mean, Dallas is flying pretty high. You know, I think they've played well in all three games. They've obviously won their last two. They just bludgeoned the division opponent. Uh, and Cam Carolina, Tuba Hubbard, uh, the rookie, not a terrible replacement, but they're not going to use him. I, I don't think they're going to use him in the same way as they do Christian McCaffrey because McCaffrey gets so many opportunities in the run game and through the air. So can Sam Darnold, you know, spread the ball around and use some of the other weapons he has in that receiving core? Uh, and this Cowboys defense, man, they're playing well. So I'm interested to see if, if they keep that up this week. Talking with uh, Stephen Simcox, this is uh, uh, – he does Locked on uh, Horn Frogs podcast. What are you working on on the podcast, Stephen? So today we had a lot of talk about Flaggate, uh, which is, you know, what we kind of open with here. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a, a roundtable tomorrow with the other Big 12 hosts and we'll discuss uh, looking around the league at some of the big games this week. And then, yeah, gearing up for the Texas game, it's going to be fascinating time. I mean, they are uh, CPU 7-2 since they joined the Big 12 against UC. Uh, so they, they look about as bad as they have in a long time. The Frogs do that is. Texas is has a lot of momentum going into this game. But they do have a good history against the Horns. So uh, curious how that game will play out. But we'll try to preview it from all angles and lock up on Frogs. Steven, what do you realistically expect from TCU against Texas Saturday? I think it will be a competitive game, Aaron. I mean, you know, honestly, like if I had to pick straight up, I'm going to pick TCU. I just, looking at that TCU defense on Saturday, I can't say they're going to find a way to turn things completely around and and, and win the ball game. I don't expect that. But I, I do think it's a close game. Um, I don't know. It's tough to explain. Like, I don't feel like last week there was an effort issue, but I, I don't really think they came out with um, the intensity level that SMU did. And I know that's a hard thing to quantify, but uh, for those UT games, they just get up for it, man. And I, I think there's a bounce back. If there's not, if there's not a bounce back and they get you know beat down and it's not a competitive ball game, then you have a real problem. Because in my mind, like if, if this team can't get up, or Texas coming to town with a chance to open Big 12 play and kind of right the ship, um, I, I don't know what you know what's going on. Either there's locker room issues or they're just not as good as we thought. But I'm going to pick Texas to win. If you ask me straight up, um, I do feel like it's a a one score game though. And I realize that the SMU game is is a rivalry game and, and it's a Metroplex thing, but could they have been looking past this game to the Texas game? 
Maybe, and I guess we'll kind of find out more of that when, when the two teams link up. It's just the disappointing thing about that, Tom, is you had a bye week before SMU. Mm. They beat you a couple of years ago. I mean, if there was a year to, to gear up for it, it would be this season. They were talking trash during the week. Um, I see your point, and that might be the case. But, I mean, honestly, like, if, if that's what happened, then I think TC really has to wonder, like, how much longer should we schedule this series? Because if we can't even get our guys up for that game – um, you know, what's really the benefit for us, which is unfortunate because I do think it's a fun rivalry. I think there's a ton of history there, and it's good for, you know, the Metroplex and for the two schools to, to play the game. But, um, yeah, maybe they were looking ahead. I just I think that's a, a pretty big failure on the coaching staff part, if so. Steven, as always, it's a pleasure. I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. See you later. Stephen Simcox from Locked on Horn Frogs podcast. Uh, it is a 515. And a quick note here from our CNC Collision Center text line. Take you back to baseball for just a second. Tim says, don't get too hyped up about Garcia. J- J.D. will find a way to trade him away, too. <laughs> until He's J- right. Until J.D. is gone, Rangers will stink, capital S-T-I-N-K. And it's from our CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, yep. it- <laughs> he is absolutely right. There's no doubt about it. He, he, he may find a way to get him out of here before the end of the season. Oh, boy. It's uh, it's. 517 time now for our cowboy update our cowboy updates brought to you by dr rao ali of hill regional hospital in hillsboro dr rao ali is a board certified pain specialist and you can call him today at 469-562-4188 hey everyone with today's cowboys report i'm christy scales meet the rookie whose debut in front of the home crowd monday finished with him leading the team in sacks osa odigizua joins us after this Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Injuries along the Cowboys' defensive line opened the door for rookie third-rounder Osa Odigi-Zua of UCLA to move into the starting lineup. In his first game in front of the home crowd, he led the team in sacks, finishing with one-and-a-half sacks of Mobile Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. Definitely makes it a lot more tiring when we're running around, but at the same time, just got to make sure we collapse the pocket, keeping him in the pocket, making him throw. The only thing better for Osa was making his debut in front of his biggest fan. Exciting, and you know, I have my mom here. It was great to be able to have her here and be able to play as well as we have. She's been watching me and my brother play for some years, so she's kind of picking it up. Osa and the boys are back at work today, preparing for Sunday's home game against the undefeated Panthers. With the Cowboys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, 
Let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few storms. Lows drop to 70 degrees. It'll be partly sunny and humid tomorrow with a 40% chance of scattered showers and storms. Highs top out at 90. And on Friday, we're up to a 70% chance of scattered showers and a few storms and a high of 80. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. All right, 522, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Aaron and I in the uh, Alan Samuel Studios. Ward is down at Wings Pizza and Things getting ready for the uh, Scott Stewart Show that's coming your way at uh, 6 o'clock over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Then back here on ESPN at 7 o'clock, it'll be the uh, – It'll be the Baylor Coaches Show with John Morse. And over on Fox Sports Central Texas at 7 o'clock, it'll be the Rangers and the Angels. So uh, we got a lot of stuff for you here on a uh, Wednesday night. Uh, the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys Award coming up on uh, on Saturday night at 6 o'clock here on ESPN Central Texas. Broadcast time with the pregame is set for 4 o'clock. And one thing that the Bears are going to have to do they're going to have to clean up the penalties. Again, a football field's worth of penalties in the uh, win over Iowa State, and you just can't do that. Nine flags, 100 yards, and, and Dave Aranda not happy at all about the penalty situation. Penalty-wise, I think having really strong, at the end of the day, kind of a count of who did this and who did, who did that, and then having repercussions for that, I think, um, you know, for us to – um, 
to fight for that game and then almost give that game away is is um, is not acceptable. And so our ability to to limit that and just be who we, who we can be in the most stressful competitive moments that's the challenge. And um, right now, what's standing in our way is penalties. And he's spot on. I mean, he said it is not acceptable, and they've got to find a way, Ward, to get that cleaned up, or it's going to cost them a football game. No, there's no doubt. You cannot have 100 yards and penalties and, and be able to be successful week in and week out. It just it can't happen. And those, you know, penalties don't come at a, at a good time any time. But, you know, you're going to get yourself in a situation where those costly penalties cost you points on the board because of the fact of where you – have them on the field or the situation you may be in or keeping your defense out there when they're about to get off on third down and get the ball back to the offense and then you extend a drive for somebody and they put it in the end zone. I mean, there's a lot of times that you see those penalties come back and bite you. Fortunately for Baylor, I don't think that they had those type of penalties on Saturday, but 100 yards worth, I mean, you know, that's a full possession for somebody. And so you just can't do that and be able to be successful week in and week out. You know, they, they got away with it on Saturday. They won't continue to get away with that many yards and penalties. Just look at the comparison. Uh, Baylor had nine flags for 100 yards. Iowa State had three penalties for 15 yards. Yep, that, three huge, for 15. Huge difference. Yeah, huge absolutely. Huge difference. Absolutely. You, you, just, you cannot continue to do that and expect to win football games. It just won't happen. And, and, and that's what he was talking about. So many things, so many areas – to clean up that's that that makes you go hmm but on the other side you're like okay even with the mistakes and and with with these problems you're still able to compete and win the football game and that's a good thing but you don't want to go through that and that was what he was talking about you know he said it uh, in the press conference the other day that they you know they, they do so many things right and then they get to they get to a point in the second half where they did so many things wrong that they just about gave away the game, and that's the term he used, gave it away. And, and uh, you, you know, and you, you could see the concern in his face and you could see the concern in his voice, and he's 100% correct. There's things that they've got to get done. Yet you would rather be 4-0 and ranked number 21 in the country with those problems than be, you know, 2-2 two and two with those same problems. I mean, so the fact that they're winning football games despite those those fouls and and uh those problems that's 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 a positive i guess well i guess it is i mean you, but you still as a football coach you're looking at that going that we just can't do that i mean right. that's something that you know that's correctable those type of things are correctable and you know you don't mind the effort penalties those those happen in a football game and you can accept those it's the mental penalties the dumb penalties that drive a coach crazy and he's you know and that's the ones he's talking about they cannot continue to do that and win football games. It just will not happen. I promise you. 4 o'clock Saturday for the pregame, 6 o'clock for the kickoff, the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, We're going to step aside, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation about Baylor and Oklahoma State. Scott Wright from the Oklahoman will uh, will join us, and we'll talk Baylor and OSU. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor soccer off to a 2-0 start in Big 12 play with Big 12 honors falling their way. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house. 
We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Keep up with Baylor soccer all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor Football. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Baylor soccer opened Big 12 play with two big road wins last week, 2-1 to one at Oklahoma State on Thursday, then 2-1 to one in Fort Worth over 8th-ranked TCU on Sunday. For their two victories, two Baylor student-athletes have been honored by the Big 12. Goalkeeper Jen Want named the Big 12 Goalkeeper of the Week, and Sarah Norman named the Defensive Player of the Week for the Big 12. Here's Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson. Yeah, really, you know, those honors are just, you know, everybody else finally recognizing what, you know, what we've known all along. And I think that's Jen's third, you know, goalkeeper uh, award this year already. And, uh, you know, I think a, maybe a first for uh, for Norman. But, you know, they're, those center backs are, you know, unsung heroes. You know, her and you know, Kaylee Abels and just any of those girls on those, that back line, they're really unsung heroes. So really great for, for Sarah to get that recognition as well yeah they're not they're not unsung to you are are they i mean that's a big part of, of your play and your game uh you have to have you have to be strong in that position yeah it's a big it's a big piece of what we do and, and always has been and always uh been i think some some positions that get overlooked in some of the awards because you'll find some other other girls that maybe play you know defensive midfield that may get an assist or a or goal and they'll get the defensive award on the on the week, but just, you know, finally getting some recognition for what, you know, our center backs are doing against great attacking players. I mean, they're, you know, a lot of it is a credit to the players are playing against too, where the conference can recognize and say, wow, you know, some of the best forwards in the, in the country are, are having a hard time against Baylor's back line and goalkeepers. So that's just a credit to, to our conference and our league too. Paul Jobson on the honors from the Big 12 for two of his outstanding players. Baylor back in action at home tomorrow night hosting Texas Tech on the banks of the Brazos. It's a 7 p.m. match time for Baylor Tech Big 12 soccer at the Lou at Betty Lou Mays Field tomorrow night. The broadcast on Big 12 now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The Whitney Coaches Show with Mark Bird is brought to you by Citizen State Bank of Whitney. Coach, coming off a 45-13 victory over Dallas-Madison Friday night to start district play and a pretty good start to your district schedule. Talk a little bit about the game and, and some of the things that your team did well. You know, it's, I always started district 1-0 as a big, a big challenge, and you kind of get a leap out on everybody. So that was the biggest charge. But, you know, the next biggest thing we had to face was the fact it was Dallas-Madison. Uh, they have been very good in the last couple of years and 
tons of speed and tons of athletes. So uh, taking that off the bat, uh, you know, it was a pretty tough challenge. But our kids rose up, and we needed to. I've been talking about having statement games, and uh, this was definitely a statement game for us. We needed to get out of the, out of the hole, and we did. Right off the bat, we kicked a 42-yard field goal with one of our freshman kickers, and then we had a big sack uh, with Colt Bird that kind of set everything up. And before we knew it, we were going into halftime uh, 25-3, you know. So uh, kind of got, got on top of them. And then the second half, you know, it really off for us. We got another, another 20 points. And it was just a good night in general, both offensively and defensively. But our defense really stepped up and played well. Now you continue district play this Friday night against Dallas A-plus Academy. Talk a little bit about them. What do they do offensively? They're a spread team. Uh, they're still a little work in progress. Uh, they, they've, they've got a win. They beat Gateway Academy out of Dallas. So uh, one of the charter schools in our district. But, you know, their numbers are up. Uh, they've got about 35 on the team now. So kudos to those coaches for getting those kids out. But, you know, it's another game we've got to focus on. We, we need to be 2-0 after Friday and get prepared going into the bye week and kind of get a leg up and healed up going into West. ESPN Central Texas. Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. All right, 535, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Aaron and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Ward is down in Temple at uh, Wings Pizza and Things, getting ready for the uh, Scott Stewart Show that's coming up tonight at 6 o'clock over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Aaron and I in the Allen Samuel Studios, and we welcome into the program 
Scott Wright from the Oklahoman. Scott, good afternoon, man. We appreciate your time today. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Let, let's uh, let's dive into this uh, Baylor-Oklahoma State game. It's a Saturday night, 6 o'clock game at Boone Pickens. And just kind of talk to, talk to us a little bit about the, the atmosphere at Boone Pickens, particularly for a night game. Th- this place could be a little rowdy on Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a place, especially for night games, uh, you know, which is, uh, is really a trend uh, at a lot of places. But, um, you know, night games, it gets, uh, gets a little bit rowdy. The, the tailgating at Oklahoma State is, is, uh, is, is uh, really solid. And uh, they take advantage of those opportunities before the game to, uh, to to get themselves a little fired up for game time. If you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, they'll be uh, they'll be they'll be loud and uh, and they'll be ready. Um, you know they've uh, they are coming off their biggest crowd of the year last week for the Kansas State game, and uh, and I think they'll be uh, they'll be ready to surpass that number uh, this week as well. And, and with the yeah. and with the, the configuration of the stadium, the fans are, are are literally right on top of you anyway, aren't they? Oh, absolutely! Some of the smallest sidelines that uh, that you're going to see in a uh, in a football stadium, uh, they're uh, they're right on top of you, um, and uh, and then you've got uh, one end of the stadium. You've got the uh, the basketball arena, Gallagher Iver Arena, uh, built right up, and it, it helps hold that noise in coming from uh, from the west to the east, and it just uh, just reverberates in there. And so it's uh, it's a, a loud place, even though it only holds around fifty five thousand. It gets really loud in there. The noise is kept in, and uh, and like like you said, the, the fans are just right on top of you. How much has Spencer Sanders developed and matured this year for the Cowboys? You know what? That's a uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to find out uh, a little bit more about that on Saturday because his uh, his first two games it was it was hard to really tell. You know, he missed the opener uh, because of COVID protocols, and uh, then played against Tulsa. And then they went up to uh, went up to Boise State, and they were having so much trouble uh, getting the offense going. They had so many receivers that were injured that they went strictly to uh, to run game. They only threw the ball 13 times, and uh, and really just pounded the run with Jalen Warren, and you know realized that they had had themselves a uh, a workhorse running back in uh, in the mix there that they didn't really know they had. But um, you know then uh, then the receivers started getting a little bit healthy for Kansas State last week. And, in particular, Tay Martin, which really helped the offense a lot, and Sanders was able to uh, to go out and show what he's really capable of. Now, the uh, the big question with Sanders is doing that on a consistent basis because we've seen him show up with 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 really good games from time to time, but he'll have those moments where he goes out and throws three picks in in a game and and has those inconsistent moments. So, if uh, if he comes out and is able to play the way that he did against Kansas State. This uh, this offense really clicks and uh, and and can really get buzzing. So, um, but uh, but you know if he's if he's not going to be consistent in in what he's doing, then they uh, they have a tendency to struggle. You mentioned the transfer, Jalen Warren. T- tell us a little bit about him and, and, and his style of running. He is a uh, he is a unique guy. Uh, one of those bowling ball type of runners. He's five eight, two fifteen, uh, but very agile, very quick. Um, you know, he's got good good lateral movement, but uh, but really strong at, uh, at at the point of contact. He'll take on tacklers. The first guy doesn't bring him down. You know, you need you need some uh, some backup help coming to make uh, help make a tackle on him. And uh, and he's got enough speed that when he gets into the open field, he can make a big play. We saw that at Boise when he uh, he made one cut 
got into the open field and uh, and was gone for a 75-yard touchdown that uh, that really turned the momentum in that game early after Boise had taken a a 10 nothing lead. So he is a he is a unique guy. They uh, they started using him a little bit more in the passing game and some screen game last week and uh, and he was really effective in that. Really patient runner when he needs to be and uh, understands letting those blocks develop in front of him. Does it look like Desmond Jackson may be coming back this week as well? It's it's very possible. He's uh, he's getting really close. So uh, that would be a uh, that would be a, a big help because they uh, their depth at running back had uh, had been down a little bit. LD Brown is out for a few weeks. You know he was the uh, projected starter at the beginning of the year before Warren kind of took took over, and uh, and Desmond Jackson was was kind of the uh, the power back. Uh, that uh, that they were relying on for in some some specific situations, but um, you know, with they had him out and LD Brown out last week, and so it's been a, a heavy dose of of Jalen Warren the last two weeks. Through the first four games, where's the Cowboy defense in your opinion? They're uh, you know they're pretty close to what they were a year ago. There's so many guys back from uh, from this defense, so many guys that are seniors. Um, you know they're uh, they're starting to have a little bit of an injury issue. Uh, they lost uh, they lost Trace Ford, who was their best pass rusher. Uh, he uh, tore his ACL. He, uh, if you remember, he suffered a torn ACL in the Baylor game last year, and uh, prior to this season, right before the season opener, uh, tore the other ACL. So um, so that was a uh, that was an early hit that they took. Then they lost Trey Sterling for the year, who's one of their top safeties, and and now Brock Martin is, is out for a few games. Brock Martin is the uh, the defensive end who who was uh, splitting time with Trace Ford, so they're a little bit thin at the defensive end position. They've got some depth there, but they're uh, but they're really young. Uh, a kid named Colin Oliver, who is a uh, a talented young player, but a true freshman, uh, is is listed at the, the top of the depth chart at that defensive end position where they've had those injuries. So um, that's asking a lot of a uh, of a true freshman coming in. At, uh, at, at on the defensive line to uh, to really be an impact player. So it's uh, but overall the defense has been has been really solid. They they're, they're coming off another game where they were really good on on third downs, two of twelve uh, for for Kansas State on third downs last week, and that's where uh, that's where this defense really made its money last year. They were best in the country on third down, getting off the field. So they're uh, they're back to uh, to that trend, and uh, and they're taking the ball away a little bit as well, which is something they were not great at last year. They only had 16 takeaways in 11 games a year ago, uh, but they've, uh, they've got six this year already and uh, four in the last two games. Didn't Mike Gundy say that he made a conscious effort to move some scholarships over to the defensive side because he wanted to be better on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, you know, they had so many years where, uh, where they, were, uh, they were just so good on offense and the defense just couldn't keep up. And uh, I, I don't remember the exact timeline of it, but uh, but it's been it's been uh, you know five or six years ago now that they actually made the effort to uh, to move three or four scholarships over to the defensive side of the ball out of their 85 total to uh, to try and help boost depth on that side of the ball to get more athletes uh, that uh, that can help out on special teams as well and uh, and and really create. Uh, a, a more effective defensive culture, and uh, and that's really working. It's uh, it has helped that, that Jim Knowles has been uh, has been in uh, you know gotten comfortable in in his role now in his fourth year, and is is really excelling in what he is installing in this defense. And um, you know he's a very creative guy and uh, and and loves to uh, 
to to move pieces around and, and do different things. And um, you know, he's uh, the the defense is really comfortable with what he's doing, and uh, and they really understand what he wants out of them, and he knows what he's going to get out of them when he makes a call. Scott, we got to ask you about the uh, the young man from Waco, uh, Corey Black. How's he playing? He's playing well. You know, he's uh, he's. It's unfortunate for him that there's a couple of seniors ahead of him right now, um, and and uh, two guys that are, that are uh, that are pretty talented. But uh, but they understand the uh, the talent that, that Corey has, and they're 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 circulating him in in uh, in certain situations and and uh, just to get him experience because they know that he's going to be one of the guys they're going to have to count on heavily next year when uh, when these two seniors are gone. So. Uh, he's he's played well. They uh, they love his uh, his measurables and everything that he does. He's a, a really intelligent player and, uh, and knows how to be in the right place at the right time. And, and then you package that with his his athletic ability and his long body for a for a corner. He's uh, a guy that they have really high hopes for next year. What's your biggest question mark for this team going into the Baylor game? I would say I would say it's still the offensive line, even though they're coming off two really good weeks running the football. Uh, that's still the area that uh, that you have uh, you have your curiosity about because they've got to do it on a consistent basis. They were uh, they were not very good, particularly at run blocking the first two weeks. Um, so they've got to uh, they've got to show that they're uh, ready to be a consistently good uh, run blocking team. Their pass protection has been uh, has been spotty at times as well. But uh, but that's the one thing that can uh, that can really uh, open up the door for this offense when they uh, when they run block well and and open some holes for the running backs and and that allows Oklahoma State to do what it wants and then in the passing game and uh, Baylor's pretty solid up front so uh, on defense so it should be a good challenge for this Oklahoma State offensive line. Hey Scott man we appreciate it thanks so much for the insight and uh, and we appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. That is uh, Scott Wright from the Oklahoman. And uh, it is the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys coming up on uh, Saturday evening. It is a 4 o'clock pregame and a 6 o'clock kick. John, J.J., Ricky, uh, and uh, and, uh, and just the entire crew going to be there and, and have the call for you, and it should be a lot of fun. Derek will have all the pregame and postgame stuff, and it's all right here on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. ESPN Central Texas. Let's take a second here. Let's talk about our friends over at Morrison's Gifts. Uh, Mark Dickinson and uh, the entire it's a family. Uh, uh, well, Mark's Mark's the employee. Tr- trust me on this one. So it's the it's 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 just trust me. Mark is the employee on this one. Uh, you know, I've, I'm starting to get myself in a little trouble, and I'm getting Mark in a little trouble. But it is family-owned and operated, and it has been since 1979. It is a tremendous, tremendous organization, and they do a great job as Waco's gift store for every occasion. We're talking about birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, and sometimes just because uh, you uh, you can get that great gift over at Morrison's Gifts. You can choose from a line of uh, John Hart leather goods, uh, uh, Consuela products, big old key rings, candles, jewelry, you name it, they've got it. And, of course, what they're going to do for you after they help you with that purchase, they are going to set you up with free gift wrapping. It's available there at uh, Morrison's Gifts. Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni-owned business, and they're at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Tell tell them that we sent you by and that, hey, you know what? You're, 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 you're in the market for fill-in-the-blank 
uh, a birthday gift, anniversary, whatever the case may be, but you don't know what you want and you need some help, I promise you they'll take great care of you. It's Morrison's Gifts. The Axel Coaches Show with Justin Havard is brought to you by Triple S Sports. Coach, you got to be really excited and really pleased with how your football team performed in the uh, in the big win over Meridian. I am. We uh, we played well. It was nice to uh, see us tackle again. Uh, you know, we uh, had to go back to fixing us the last couple weeks and uh, a little bit of discipline. And I think we got things ironed out last week. You talked last week about having to go back and and and, and kind of go over some of those those basic fundamentals of of football and. And, and obviously that uh, that worked out well for you this week. Uh, yes, sir, it has. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a funny situation because you start getting so involved with all of the, the details of plays or maybe it's just, you know, defensive alignments and how we want to do things out of it. And sometimes you just got to go back to the basics and uh, really kind of just go back to your roots of what you are. Talk a little bit about what you do this week. It's an open week, and and uh, I, I would think you kind of you, you kind of I don't know maybe give them a break from football a little bit, but also then uh, it's also an opportunity to to get some things done without a game on the on the end of the week. Right. Well, we um, we are a little banged up. Uh, we've been banged up since about Crawford, and uh, so we're kind of in that rehealing process. Uh, back in the weight room again, grinding though, uh, just trying to keep our strength and, and stamina up. Uh, we um, we're going to do more film sessions, uh, you know, studying the opponent, studying ourselves. How can we fix? How can we fix us again? And because uh, we made some mistakes in that game, but um, you know, there when uh, things got a little out of hand, we uh, we got to practice some things that we really needed to work on, which was a good time. So uh, now we can sit down, study the film, you know, not so much beat up one another as, you know, be a student of the game. ESPN Central Texas.